The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Amir Abdullah, one hour. Hale Varsity presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Steve weighs in on Twitter, uh, imploring... Uh, Nebraska fans, about 25,000 seats to be purchased for the Buff game this September. Oh, I think money will talk. They can say all they want about Prime's first home game. It may look like 2019. Also, Steve says it was a lot of fun as a student at UNL sitting in the bleachers behind the opposing team's bench yelling at the likes of Norm Stewart and Billy Tubbs. That is fun. Those two are like classic <laughs> guys that may come across the bench well, my, my and favorite, stare you down. My favorite student section memory of the past five years of Husker basketball was the Mo Wagner moment whenever he was having a bad game against Nebraska, so the student section just chanted his name incessantly. And like He had his worst game of the season that game. The Remember Michigan guy? Yeah. Well, he, they still won by 30 every time they visited Nebraska. <laughs> Michigan did. Brandon Vogel is with us. Vogues, do you have a, a memorable moment as a, a you know pre Hale Varsity road trip uh, aficionado? Uh, any any Nebraska roadies you, you went into enemy territory, or any opposing fan bases that you particularly rank as threatening? And can you fill me in on the Antlers? I'm trying to rack my brain. I just know that they were scary and they were associated with Missouri. Um, yeah, antlers are not <clears throat> not familiar. So I'll need I'll need to bring in an expert. Self, um, in terms of hostile Nebraska environments, not a ton. Like at the time that I kind of started really going to Nebraska games, like uh, 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 you know, I was living a game with like at it. Uh, which okay. was which was weird. I remember tailgating under a, a freeway, um, but <laughs> the fans were plenty welcoming, and that that was not a very exciting game. A, another road trip I definitely made uh, was to Wake Forest. Was that 2006 or 2007? Was I definitely yeah, remember yeah. in the parking lot of parking lot of our hotel having a conversation with Husker fans about kind of the Bill Callahan era and where we were at. It must have been 2000. Because we're coming off 2006, and that was a, a good, uh, well lubricated conversation, I guess, for <laughs> for lack of a better term, at like 11 p.m. at night in a hotel parking lot. But nothing, nothing too bad, like being doused with beers or, or anything like that. So I, I guess I lucked out, or maybe I just went to places where, let's say, the football passion maybe wasn't quite what you'd see at a, a Colorado or someplace like that. It always got funky in Boulder, and Nebraska would race out to large leads and then hang on to the bitter end, so your buzz was gone by, by like, the middle of the fourth quarter. Every Colorado-Nebraska game ended up like the fourth quarter of the Iowa game. Legit. That's just how it worked, no matter if Nebraska was working on a national championship. Not for 95, but, uh, you know, 97 and 99, and then we know what happened in 01. 
but they were they were tight tight ball games worst I had some some guys probably probably from your hometown I was sitting next to in the the, the end zone that with you know there's a ramp that says Colorado where Amon Green would race up like he's Superman after scoring you know 60 yard runs um, I was sitting by by Nebraska guys and they they just started tossing Colorado fans that were trying to get in their face and the student section uh the, the security was laughing because he hated the Colorado students much like the, the Nebraska fans. Arizona State 96 was bad. I think my brother still sees a therapist for that. <laughs> Not because of the, the, the game or the outcome, but because we're like top row right below the suites at Sun Devil Stadium. And you had people up there that were just absolutely screaming down, heckling, and you had they had a clear view of you. So... They just keep pouring beers on on us all game long. Now, being under twenty one, but but in college, I just would turn it up <laughs> on my mouth, and it worked out well. But my brother thought that was you know being fourteen at the time. He was he was upset about it. So Arizona State will rank number one forever. But uh, that was their their moment in time after Nebraska hung seventy seven the year before. Connor, did you sneak in anywhere and get heckled or, or hammered? Not hammered, but you know what I mean, bothered. I've gotten really – I guess the only bad experience, and it wasn't even, like, bad, and it hasn't been in college sports, but whenever us Cub fans take the uh, 45-minute venture north to Miller Park, oh, yeah. things can get a little chippy because those two fan bases don't like each other. It's a newer rivalry. Not many people believe that it's a rivalry, but it – Trust me, it is. Cub fans and Brewer fans do not get along, but it is a good time because it's usually 50-50 fan-wise, okay. and it's great. And I'll just say from from my days, it was, I feel like, a lot more difficult for fans to be mean and nasty whenever they were steamrolling Nebraska, you know? Whenever you, you show up and, <laughs> and they've won by 40, it, they're not going to be that mean That's and nasty. That's a sad, to you. sad take, but it's <laughs> accurate. Vogues, what did you learn yesterday from... Well, I, I, go ahead. I, I was thinking the same thing as... Like at the time, like I said, that pit game and that Wake Forest game, that was obviously the Callahan era. Like at that point, you know, things weren't things weren't where they were headed quite yet. But <laughs> you got the sense like this wasn't the same old Nebraska. They were quite they were easier to to not dislike even at that early stage. Though there were still some lingering of like, hey, maybe we haven't had a chance to beat Nebraska for quite some time. Let's go ahead and do it now. Um, but it was starting the, the cracks in the foundation were starting to show. I hear that. It's just not good ever going down to Manhattan for for a lot of Nebraska fans for some of those years when K-State was trying to, to climb up and they had one year where they were, were really awesome with, with Michael Bishop. But uh, that was that was a tough roadie for some. Vogues, what did you learn yesterday from Coach Rule? What what do you think of the, uh, the finishing touches on the class? Yeah, um, I mean – the amount of turnover, well, it's not even turnover yet because as we talked about, I think, you know, previously Nebraska hasn't had the attrition I kind of thought they had the potential to have just with a coaching change. But you look at the raw numbers between transfers and the, the 2023 class, which is now signed and sealed in full, uh, bringing in close to 40 guys, which is just a, a massive amount of players to – new players to to add to a team and it's it's hard when you kind of fast forward this thing i know we got to get through spring football um and the whole off season before or, you know after that but 
it's, it, it makes it really interesting and kind of difficult to project. And plenty of other teams are in this boat as well. Colorado, I think one of the chief among them where you bring in that many new guys, like how much do we really know about what Nebraska can be in 2023? Luckily we've got a lot of time to, to figure it out, but uh, it'll be interesting with this, this class, you know, this coaching staff has put a real emphasis on their ability to, to develop. And I think their track record backs that up. Um, You've got some really intriguing players who, you know, may look a little raw on film or in terms of their ratings. But if, if Nebraska hits on a handful of those um, have a chance to, to really have an early success story. I think that's kind of my lasting will will be my lasting memory of this 2023 class um, as a class. Now they just become players at Nebraska and we evaluate them that way. Brandon Vogel is with us from HaleVarsity.com and magazine managing editor at Brandon L. Vogel. On Twitter, as we're talking uh, signing day for Nebraska, 24 hours later, I, I really loved Rule's take on, well, we should recruit well here. And you've had different takes from different staffs over the last two decades about what recruiting should be with Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, I you want to see that attitude from from a head coach like we've seen at times, not just, you know, recently but over the past decade to 15 15 years probably going back to the start of the Callahan era I think at various times maybe minus Riley you know you've seen all of the the staffs at Nebraska kind of acknowledge at least um some kind of chafed against <laughs> like some of the re- inherent recruiting challenges at, at at in Lincoln um and those are all well worn we don't need to run through those again but yeah, it's it's a little bit harder than it is, say, if you're located in Clemson, South Carolina or in Georgia. But you have a lot to sell here. And I think if you believe in your ability to evaluate, you know, it, it's it's still hard for me to see Nebraska unless, it, you know, this this rule error really takes off. It's hard for me to see Nebraska consistently being like a top 15 in terms of those those team recruiting rankings. But I don't think you have to be to to do what Nebraska needs to do. So we'll see if they can get there. Like I said, this class kind of it, it ended up in a similar spot to, to most Nebraska classes of the Big Ten era. And that's pretty good, given where it was when when the staff started. Brandon Vogel's with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And Brandon, what will your metric for evaluation be for this class over the next couple of seasons? What are you going to be looking for to, in your mind, evaluate whether or not Matt Rule had a successful first class or an unsuccessful first class? Um, I, I Well, I think this might be unique to first in particular. You know, you go back to that 2018 class with Nebraska, and, and things are even different now compared to that with just the – you know, one-time transfer rule, uh, how many of them can you keep? You know, you bring in this many guys um, approaching approaching 30, something you couldn't do in the past. Is it going to be a standard attrition rate for Nebraska, which tends to be about 40 45%? Um, is it going to be better than that? Is it going to be worse? Uh, I mean, that, that 2018 class, even within like two or three years on campus, almost half of them, were, were gone. And, and granted, the transfer portal changed that some for that group. But ultimately, I mean, we'll be able to see what those guys do on the, on the field and what kind of players they develop into. You'll got, say, 70% of those guys on campus and, and playing and contributing. That's probably going to be the ultimate marker of success for me. 
Vogues, it's interesting to to see where we are in the world of college football just because of the portal and, you know, how many starts do I have and and how soon am I on the field and and the patience level. And there's an incentive to transfer, at least recently, because of COVID and NIL. And it's just tough to keep people here. But if you can do it, uh, it can it can be really good for you on specifically on the lines of scrimmage in a league like the Big Ten. What's coming up from you this weekend here before we say goodbye? Yeah, so with a little more time and, you know, the the class fully in the books, I'm kind of interested to to dig into it a little bit more. There's some things that I tend to look at with with each class in terms of how close they are to Lincoln or how not close, you know, in some cases. When we were at the end of December, this was a, a fairly local class by comparison. Um, it's never going to be, you know, all that close to Lincoln, um, but you're talking average distance right about 500 miles. Um, so that's intriguing. I think that helps you uh, when it comes to the attrition part of the discussion. Um, in terms of the player ratings, it's something I'm also interested in. Um, Nebraska tends to do better in what I've researched when. You know, you can look at those average ratings and see a little more talent uh, on the defensive side uh, than the offensive side. This year's group came in pretty close to even. So so that'll be something worth watching and just kind of digging into with past classes a little bit. So those are a couple of things I'm working on. Vogues, can't wait for it. We'll talk Saturday. Thanks for the time today, bud.